What's up, fam, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast Side Hustle Series, the spoiler cast for The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, John Swanson. Joining me today is Mr. AJID. How's it going, man? It's going well. Cool, cool. First, we'll get into the lowdown. If you want to be part of the conversation, hit us up at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter, or you can email us at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. And as I was just telling AJ, we got another subscriber this morning. I love to yeah. see that. Thank you. You made my day. And we'll get newsletters out probably in the next couple months. Please be patient with us as we all have full-time jobs and other things to do. But this is our passion. So we'll get stuff out to you because we appreciate you visiting and signing up. It means a lot to us. So thanks. On that happy note, let's talk about one of the most depressing games I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> the Last of Us Part 2. Uh, AJ, I thought we'd kind of start with, um, kind of start chronologically and then kind of needle out from there and yeah. see where we end up. But hey, the game kind of opens up with, uh, Joel and Tommy out and about, and Joel has just told Tommy what went down with the fireflies and how Ellie is immune and they get back to Jackson and Tommy's like, I'll, I'll take it to my grave if I have to. And yeah, it's, it's the day after the dance when the infamous kiss between Ellie and Dina at the dance mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So and the fight between we're... Joel and yeah. the bartender or whatever, uh, him like inserting whatever. himself in the situation, yeah. whatever that dude's name is. And you don't I thought they weren't even going to play that. I thought that was like only for E3 because you get so far into the game before they show you that. Uh, the night of the dance or whatever yeah it's like you said uh at the beginning about talking about it chronologically it's almost kind of impossible to do that because of all yeah. the flashbacks and stuff i know what you meant though just like as the game flows the whatever the order of events as they are played out in the game <laughs> yeah. is what you meant not necessarily like time-wise but yeah it's yeah yeah you're right. it gets confusing at times it does because there's a lot of flashbacks within flashbacks. Because like the uh, cutscenes that you see will be sometimes take place in a gameplay in which you're playing a flashback, mm -hmm. uh, which is just kind of weird. But I, I mean, you know, what's it's all relative to the first game, so you, I feel like you kind of know where you're pointed at. From the well, let's but... let's kind of start with the first game because I, for some reason, um. I had like a miss memory of the end of the first game because I thought for some reason that there had been like, and I don't know where I got this memory. It must've been like a false memory or something, but for some reason I thought that there had been like a bunch of other Ellie's and they had tried to extract this thing and it just had killed them and they didn't get the vaccine out of it or whatever the cure. So I was kind of confused about that too. Like I kind of like found out almost with Ellie in this game exactly what happened because i i had misremembered like i knew that he had saved her and like killed her and stuff but i thought that i thought that he had like not made as horrible a decision as he did because or arguably horrible you know because i thought that there wasn't a chance for sure that there'd be a cure anyway so he was like fuck it i'm not going to take the 50 50 risk yeah but then in this game they make it sound like oh there for sure would have been a cure she just would have died and i'm like oh Okay, well, that's kind of fucked up. You don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, the Fireflies thought that, but 
how many people throughout the course of history have staunchly believed in something that's horribly misinformed, you know? True. Yeah. I'm not a expert medical researcher and nor do I know how to make vaccines, but I got to imagine that mass producing a vaccine for this thing in a post-apocalyptic world is probably not the easiest thing in the world to do. Like you would need a lot of fucking equipment and sterile equipment in order to do that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think it was more of a pipe dream and the fireflies so staunchly believed in it that the player is kind of duped into thinking that, well, this was going to happen, definitely going to happen. And I don't think that it was a sure shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that's how I felt at the end of the, of the first one. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, they make, they make it at least in, into the plot of this game that it would have been for sure. Cause even Ellie accepts that it would have been for sure. Yeah. Or at least she would have liked to have tried it. I think it, it's kind of struggling with a couple things there in her identity and like not having feeling a sense of purpose in her life, mm-hmm. like uh, feeling that that would have given her purpose. Cause throughout the game, they uh, part two, I mean, they, yeah. they kind of mention a lot about her not having her, not feeling like her life has purpose. Like, mm-hmm. Her life is pointless. So, and I think that comes from, her mom we don't get a lot about her mom's backstory mm-hmm. and i had mentioned i don't remember if it was on the pallet last week or before we started recording but i read the comics in between uh the last one the part one and part two and i also is that the dlc so is that when they take place is between the two games the comics yep uh okay. no it's prior to everything it's prior oh okay to one because it's you meet Riley, um, which is like her first love, and mm. um, like you play kind of. It's a lot more of a walking simulator. Left. No, I meant the no, I meant the comics. Because yeah, those do too. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 like, okay. So the comics take before take place before Left Behind, and then okay. Left Behind, which is the DLC for Part One, mm-hmm. takes place both during Part One. And before part one, it's very similar to part two, where there's like flashbacks and Jesus. then you're in current time <laughs> and flashbacks and in current time. But uh, the opening of the comic books, Ellie's talking to uh, one of the Fedra officers and like the first page of the book is like he's dropping her off at this center for children in the post-apocalyptic world. And He's like, she's like, I don't understand why I can't just come with you. And he's like, well, I can't take you with because I have my own family to take care of and worry about. And she's like, you mean you won't, not you can't. And that's it. Like he drops her off and then he leaves and then she leaves. So like imagine like a small kid, you know, like nine or ten, however she old she is there and just being kind of abandoned. You know what I mean? And how depressing uh-huh. that would be. So I feel like her entire life is not having purpose like she doesn't feel valuable and dying and saving humanity like basically being a martyr would have given Mm -hmm. her purpose and so regardless of whether or not it was a sure thing in her mind that would have given her life purpose so she would have wanted to do it which is why i think she gets so fucking pissed at joel uh for not letting her make the decision and 
uh, making it for her. And, and he lied to her numerous times, which is most yeah. of those flashbacks are like flashbacks to him at the end of said flashback. He's lying to her about that. What exactly happened at the end of part one? But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's very interesting from a globally like I, I like the game, but it's just too it was too dark for me and too many too sad. I think if I could use one word to describe it, I would say it's heartbreaking. Like yeah, instances of it that are like that. But um, let's get back to the beginning. We like kind of after the dance, we have taken we take control of Ellie finally, and he Jesse wakes her up. Jesse's like Dina's ex boyfriend. Yeah, like friends, and they're going out to scout together, and they have to go get Dina. So it's just kind of introducing you to the town of Jackson. You go across and run into these kids in a snowball fight and shit and the uh, snowball fight's kind of fun you just like chuck in snowballs at kids (laughs) it's just kind of funny because Dina's like you want to fuck them up and ellie's like yeah i do yeah (laughs) and they like jump the fence and start throwing snowballs at them (laughs) but yeah that part's a lot of fun and it's also introducing you to the mechanics and i just Mm -hmm. thought about this a lot playing ghost of tsushima now like that game is very tutorialized it is like, yeah it, you're doing a lot and there's a lot of mechanics to show you so i get that but mm-hmm. uh the last of us doesn't really do that as much it kind of shows you things but it mostly leaves you up leaves it up to you to figure it out you know i wonder if that's an assumption that you played the first game maybe to pretty much the same controls yeah and i did I'd want to know if there are people out there who's like, well, I haven't played the first one, but I'm going to give this second one a shot. I'm sure there are. I mean, I've done that with other games, like where I just watched yeah. the video and then played the second one. <laughs> yeah. And but uh, this is a game, though, where I think you should play the full thing because there's just so much to it. Oh, yeah. There's there's too much. And that's why I felt compelled to go back and play the DLC from the first one and read the comic books because mm-hmm. there's so much in there that you can't really... Uh, you know, decipher it without having experienced it or whatever, mm-hmm. one or another. But um, so she and Dina go out on patrol. You kind of like learn how to ride a horse. You're searching around for stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing Killing I killing a couple of clickers. Yeah, exactly. At least infected. Yeah, and uh, one thing I didn't notice until uh. My, when I started my second playthrough is she and Dina are going through like this old house that's abandoned, obviously, and mm-hmm. looking for supplies. And Dina's like, hey, what are you going to do tonight? And uh, Ellie's like, oh, maybe have a movie night with Joel. And yeah. You don't know this as the player at this time. like, But that's a huge thing for Ellie to say because as you learn throughout the course of this game, like she and Joel have like not spoken to one another or not had a relationship in recent past because they, they don't really thinking, explain how, how long, like I yeah, kind of understood it as the fight had happened like the night before or, or, or maybe like she found out about the, whatever Joel's betrayal of her decision. And then that like the, then that night, the bar thing happened and she's like got extra mad at him because of that. And then so yep. to me, it's like fresh, like they're still 
Like they had just fought. Yeah, I guess you don't in the game. Eventually, you play through this uh, flashback where Ellie goes back to the hospital where she mm-hmm. was, where the fireflies were going to basically uh, kill her to make this vaccine or whatever. Right. And she goes back and finds all the evidence that Joel fucking picked her up and took her. This is where she finds out that he has been lying to her and he fucking didn't let her make the choice. And she's pissed. Yeah. And it, but it doesn't, you're right, it doesn't tell you four years ago or three months ago. So you don't know. It's left to the player to kind of, uh, I guess... Okay, yeah, that's fair. So I guess regardless, they've been fighting for a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I said, we don't know exactly how long, but it's a huge thing in my mind that she was like, I'm going to have a movie night with Joel. Because then Dina's response to that is like, oh, you you guys are good? And yeah. I was like, I think so. And uh, then you're <laughs> like that, when you're first playing the game, you're like, oh, whatever like they watch movies together that makes sense father and daughter yeah you're right (laughs) yeah at the time it's kind of like okay cool it's a movie time exactly but Um, then yeah you later you find out the significance of of of, it's like a almost a decision to reconcile versus watching a movie yeah yeah so uh, so then and then is this where okay because your next note here is a bad snowstorm hits and we get switched to abby and her crew it is the yeah. interaction with Joel before that? Whose interaction with Joel? The, or, like, during the storm, this is before Abby and them find Joel? Yeah. I think you get switched to Abby and Owen, and Owen's like, here, I gotta show you this. And so they walk oh, yeah, this that's area, right. and they're on this lookout, and they see Jackson down below. And you have mm. no idea who they're searching for or what they're doing or who these people are, but you're playing as Abby and you have no idea who she Mm -hmm. is. So um, that's kind of interesting. And then Owen tells her that Mel is pregnant and Abby is obviously very perturbed by this information. So, Mm -hmm. and then something happens like a, like a small snow slide or something and they get separated and she's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go after him by myself. Yeah, and Abby runs off on her own and almost dies and gets yeah. rescued by none other than fucking Joel. He and Tommy. Yeah, and Tommy. But she's this clicker's on top of her, and Joel's the one that shoots the clicker in the head. Yeah, and, and saves her life. Pulls her on top of a horse. And then he, they ride back to where Abby's people are hiding out. Mm-hmm. And uh, then... During this same time, Dina and Ellie have found, uh, what is it, like a library where Dina's former partner, Eugene, the old dude, uh, has apparently been harvesting, has a huge grow operation. Yeah, copious amounts of marijuana. Yeah, (laughs) so they've gotten uh, high. Yeah, they just get super high and then like bang on this couch. (laughs) Like mid patrol. After that. And then Jesse comes and finds him and is like, hey, it's we can't find Joel and Tommy. So then yeah, uh, they go. They all separate to go find him. And Ellie finds this ski resort, ski lodge area, and 
sneaks in there and sure enough can hear Joel screaming in the basement and mm-hmm. goes down there and turns out Abby is hunting Joel and basically shoots him in the leg with a fucking shotgun. He goes down and then she basically slowly beats him to death. Yeah. He's held down and made to watch. To the point where they're like, can you stop and just kill him already? Like her friends or whatever. Yeah. It's super brutal with a golf club. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's super brutal. It is really brutal, man. That by far was one of the most troubling things to me. Yeah. And then they make the mistake of rather than killing Tommy and Ellie, they knock them out and leave them on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joel's dead. So the next time you pick it up, uh, it's Ellie and Dina getting ready to go find these motherfuckers for vengeance. And they go into Joel's house where Ellie gets her his revolver. Yep. And uh, Maria, Tommy's wife, uh, finds a note saying Tommy's left like the day or two before. So he's got to jump on him. So they're going to yeah. go try Tommy and also try to find these fuckers that killed Joel. So do you have anything in particular you want to talk about during those moments, like these previous moments, like at Joel's house or whatever? No, I think I'm pretty, I think we're pretty caught up as far as that goes. But, and this, I do want to know that this all happens in the first, like, what, half an hour, hour or two of the game. It it happens pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But it is more having started a second playthrough. I don't think I'll finish it, but, um, it's probably about four or five hours, depending on how deeply you're searching for collectibles for those goddamn trophies. <laughs> One thing I did want to talk about real quick. Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, is in Joel's house, one of the bathrooms, you'll find, like, the mirror was torn off the wall. And I always found that uh-huh. really interesting because, and I, I don't, it's not like the master bathroom, but... For some reason, I thought it was maybe the bathroom that Joel used. And, like, it's basically a symbolism. Like, he can't even look at himself in the mirror on a daily basis. Like, yeah, he doesn't want it because of the horrible shit that he's done and his relationship state with Ellie and uh, how bad he feels about everything that's happened in his life. So he can't even stand to look himself in the mirror. That is really interesting. I didn't catch that. But uh, it does give you more insight into his personality. Like, he was whittling statues and shit i don't know mm-hmm. yeah i do like i don't know this just like reminded me of when you look into the mirror with ellie and you can like make the faces and stuff oh yeah did you ever do that that was kind of yeah, funny too is you that can make her funny. make some pretty funny faces yeah for sure uh then we take off and joel and d or joel and ellie <laughs> uh dina and ellie end up in seattle and find out that these people were part of a group called the Washington Liberation Front and from this point forward basically refer to them as wolves. Oh! Wolves. Yeah, they howl a lot. Yep. But I, I thought the openness of that Seattle area was really cool, man. Like how it, it reminded me of like a Tomb Raider game or kind of God of War where it's not really uh, open world but it's mm-hmm. enough open world to where it doesn't feel too linear. You know? Yeah, and the graphics were amazing, and I think you mentioned in a, a previous podcast, like the grass, like parts around you as you are, yeah. you know, crouching through it, and 
like the wind, you can see it moving, and I mean, it's no Ghost of Tsushima wind. Let's keep it real here, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the grass. I mean, the ga- grass in Ghost of Tsushima could definitely yeah. compete with the grass, and uh, they've really figured something out in the with the grass technology on the PS4, dude. They've they've tapped into <laughs> that for sure. Uh, grass and wind but, technology is is at its peak. Yeah, you're so basically Ellie and Dina are trying to track down all of these people and I don't know man the wolves uh you kind of learn more about them as you go on throughout the game through artifacts that you pick up like notes that are left and shit but they're a pretty shitty group and you learn that firsthand by uh Ellie and Dina basically their horse shimmer blows up (laughs) uh basically jumps this fence and the fence is uh wired so yeah fucking goes off and then they can't find dina but they got ellie like tied up and they're just gonna fucking kill her like yeah they don't know who she is at first but when you when you're seen in this game by a wlf person they don't they're not like hey who are you what are you doing here they're fucking shoot first ask questions later yep so I do, I just have a they're very militaristic like get off my fucking property kind of like what you would imagine like a militia to be like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? one of those For militias sure. you hear about in like Kentucky that have like gated properties and two thousand people on <laughs> Waco <it>. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like that. so I thought they did a good job of uh, kind of making you not really feel like the wlf was something to be sought after like not really a humanistic group out to save humanity but more like a militaristic group of like get off my fucking property well and then the other group that they're in the war with uh, i'm forgetting what they're called right now there's the seraphites yeah the seraphites they're just like religious extremists which i thought was really interesting too because like, well, I'm getting ahead now. Are we out of the chronological part? Yeah, let's just so go with it. when Abby is running around with her, um, I forget the kid's name too. Man, I should have put more notes on this. Uh, Yara's Lev. Lev, yeah. So Abby and Lev are like running around, and Lev is kind of like explaining some things to her. How like it started out, this religion started out with basically just like one woman like writing like to be good to everyone almost like how christianity is now like with jesus like just writing like hey be good to people and like work together and then slowly like after the death of of the the woman i forget what they call her like the prophet or some shit like that yeah um after she dies then like people kind of like took her word and turned it into like an us against them thing which I think happens a lot in religious extremism too. So there's just like yeah, a lot of interesting yeah. things with that that yeah, they did a good job with too. Yeah. Well, and Neil Druckmann grew up in Israel, I believe. Um, so I think he's witnessed, or based on interviews I've heard with him in other podcasts, it seems like he's familiar with the um, holy wars going on in like Israel and mm. stuff like that so i think he's 
very has a firsthand familiarity with those kind of things and you're absolutely right man like once the prophet dies then the way the their words get obfuscated into or curved into what people want it to mean rather than what the actual intention of the word was yeah something that we deal with on a daily basis in our society not just in america yeah. but globally and not just with christianity but with several other religions also so mm-hmm. i thought that was really interesting i was disappointed like you find out about the seraphites uh like like you said they don't give her a name but like the prophet or whatever mm-hmm. um, pretty early on in the game probably within the first 10 hours yeah and yes that's early on um <laughs> But they don't really ever tell you anything about her. Like, why Why is she seen as, like, a messiah? Like, Well, I found that you kind of learn about it if you just read all of the shit that you pick up. It's like if you read all of, like, the notes and letters you find from, like, I don't know, from people leaving to go join them or, um, I don't know, just... I've a couple times I found I think like one of her at least part of one of her writings and stuff like that. So you can kind of put it together with some of that stuff. But yeah. you're right. And but and you no... kind of just you kind of just like see like some graffiti of her on the wall and it's like yeah. this is an important thing and then it's not. <laughs> yeah. And but there's no like sh- it's not like she uh what could walk on water or you know to use a christian example of like jesus you know like he basically had superpowers and there's no example of exactly why uh people started following her which you know wouldn't be the first time that people uh a very charismatic individual was able to convince people to follow them and create a cult it's happened several times so perhaps and it could why it could also be just because it's so fresh, like Jesus happened 2,000 years ago, whereas she had probably just died a decade earlier, you know? Yeah. So there wasn't yeah. 100, there wasn't 200 years to, like, you know, create myths about her existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, the other thing, man, is, and we're led to believe this later on, but um, she... So they had a peace treaty, more or less, the WLF and the Seraphites. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what your take was, but I guess mine was that Isaac found her and tortured her, and he's the one that killed her. That's kind of what I read from that, because Lev and Abby later on, or when they're going through, when they first find that area with a bunch of notes where people are leaving wishes, um for this woman um that lev says something about is it true that your leader tortures people and abby's obviously like really uncomfortable interesting so you think that isaac killed the prophet lady yeah and i think that's what caused the the ceasefire to or the peace treaty to lapse it was my take I, i mean one thing I do like about this game is there aren't a ton of absolutes. Like mm-hmm. a lot of things that we're talking about here, like the timing between Joel and Ellie's argument and their reconciliation is left to the player to interpret. 
there's nothing there to tell you, oh, it was three months, it was one month, it was four years. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know. Like, sure, Ellie looks older than she did in the first game, but, you know, there's no way to really tell exactly how long it's been between a lot of these flashbacks. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, speaking. Anyway, Speaking of flashbacks, I want to talk about when they go to the museum for her birthday or whatever. Because that scene, I think, yeah, is like, yeah, maybe my favorite scene in the whole. Because, like, all right, so they, like, go there and Ellie climbs up the dinosaur, which is super cool. And Joel's all like, don't do it. Don't jump. And she's like, watch me jump. And then jumps anyways and stuff. And it's like yeah. just being a kid, which is kind of nice to see. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they go into, like, the apollo 13 moonlander or whatever capsule right yeah and they like i don't know he has like the launch tapes on cassette and plays it for her and it's like yeah. super emotional and i was like bawling my eyes out during that scene <laughs> yeah it's a very like beautiful scene man like just to see i i mean i know i bring this up probably too much on the podcast but like just being a father like you and like seeing him like the way he looks at her and like the joy that he is experiencing from like giving her joy and how Mm -hmm. that like is by far the most happy you can be man is by like bringing your child joy and Mm -hmm. to see that look of like you know peace and happiness on joel's face and their relationship at this like shining moment um you know before it kind of goes to shit uh you know again at the end of this thing uh the the flashback that you're referring to he uh or ellie asked joel about the what happened in was it pittsburgh or whatever uh wherever she was where they were going to cut her open and yeah out of whatever and he lies to her for what seems to be the last time uh so you know it's kind of this small moment in a world of shit that's constantly like seems to be driving them apart or whatever yeah it's true but there was a lot of cool shit in there yeah uh but dina and ellie in seattle i did want to talk about when they find the guitar and what did you think about the guitar mechanic in here i thought it was pretty cool and also how cool it is that people are going in there and doing crazy shit with it. Like I saw, uh, what's his name? The guy from Blink-182, Mark Hoppus. Yeah. Uh, played some, I haven't watched it yet, but he played some game or played some, one of the Blink, oh, uh, damn it, from like the 1996 Blink-182 release. That's like, amazing. One hit song. Uh, he played it on, last of us part two and i just think that's really cool that they figured out how to put that in there um but ellie finds a guitar and plays uh take me on have you you oh yeah (laughs) i did yeah (laughs) that was um dina saves this game i think in a lot of ways without dina i think this game would be unplayable I, i i think because she really in a lot of ways, is like the light of the game and is also a voice of reason at times when nobody listens to her, but... <laughs> yeah, um, and you're right, man. Like, I've heard, you know, on the guitar that 
Ellie or Joel gives Ellie has a moth on it. And you see that very clearly at the end of the game. And I think mm-hmm. you can draw a lot of uh, elements. It's a firefly symbol. symbol, isn't it? I thought it was a firefly symbol. No, Ellie's is a moth. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but it in that same vein, like moths are drawn to the light. And I, I feel like Ellie, not just, or I'm sorry, Dina, not just in her personality, but also like the way that they dress her, like the outfit that she's wearing, like her shirt is yellow, like the sun. And mm-hmm. Ellie is drawn to the light of Dina because you, you can, you're right, man, without her. And I think Lev, to when you get switched to Abby, their counterparts are the light that they're drawn to. They're mm-hmm. the better part that lets them see the positive side of this humanity that's basically gone to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a I, that's a good song, Take Me On. And the rendition that they do in this game is pretty cool. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I dig that too. I actually liked the guitar playing mechanic quite a bit, um, even when you just get to practice or whatever. And <laughs> there's like no rhyme or reason to it. You just like strum along, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And I I do want to go watch some of these videos about people just kind of going off the chain and playing like some super hardcore stuff. <laughs> I saw one that they just like I don't know filmed her playing some notes and like put like sped it up really quick and then like. Uh, put a Guitar Hero track video in, like, the bottom right, like, of somebody, like, acing it on Expert. It was, like, Ellie playing nice. Guitar Hero. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's... I'm trying to, like, so basically Ellie's going around killing people. Like, when uh, their horse Shimmer gets blown up, they almost kill Ellie, but then Dina kind of, like, sneaks in and shoots one of the dudes... And then they escape and she ends up killing one of the guys that was at the like helped murder Joel or whatever. Yeah. And then they're Abby's off crew. the next one. Um, they go to the TV station where this girl Leah is already found dead. What else? Yeah. Uh, there are some really cool locations. I feel like um, they really take advantage of like the unique, unique buildings in Seattle I've never been there, but I want to go there sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's, the if I ever do, really yeah, if I ever do, it'll be weird. Like I've climbed on the wreckage of these buildings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there are some cool things like the later on in the game when you go to the Seraphite camp, you can see the Space Needle mm-hmm. uh, on there. Um, but basically, Ellie eventually tracks down. They go to an old hospital where she's gonna find nora um Mm -hmm. who's uh basically a physician or like a i don't know she's like a physician's assistant i think yeah i think her and mel you would both kind of consider i mean obviously there's no like licensing (laughs) board during these times so what you call them is probably irrelevant but yeah (laughs) uh supposed doctors of this time um which I found some high level of dissonance between, uh, you know, doctors, their main mantra is do no harm. Yet mm-hmm. Abby convinced two medical professionals in Nora and Mel to travel across the fucking country <laughs> to kill a dude. 
Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, go fuck yourself. And then <laughs> a lot of people had a problem with the Nora scene because you chase her down and basically she ends up falling into an area where, uh, you know, there's spores and she's infected. So she's dead. Yeah. Either way. And you basically have to torture her into telling you where Abby's hidden. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had problems with that. And my entire thought during that process was, fuck you, bitch. Like, <laughs> not only did you kill my, like, surrogate father, but then before she runs away from you, she, yeah, and he cried like a little bitch. Yeah. And then she <laughs> runs away. And I was like, I'm going to fucking murder your ass. Yeah. So I felt nothing like I thought she totally deserved to fucking die. How about you? I mean, I think a lot of people in this game deserve to die for a lot of different reasons. There's, I mean, other than Dina and Lev, there's like no no good people in this whole fucking game. I guess you could make an argument for Abby. She kind of like goes through a redemption path. But... So we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I completely disagree. But no, all right, that's yeah. neither here nor there. But anyway, uh, she kills Nora, finds out Abby's hidden at the aquarium, and treks across Seattle in this horrible rainstorm to the aquarium. Uh, that part was pretty cool, man. Like the waves crashing, like you're, I mean, it's, pretty on the nose as far as like well shit's about to go down because this is the environment environmental storytelling in that scene is pretty good (laughs) yeah but uh you jump through a window kill the dog which you'll later find out is alice and then abby's or i'm sorry ellie struggles with uh owen and mel and ends up killing both of them and finds out that was pregnant yeah that scene was was fucked up yeah that was the one where, like, I think we recorded that day or the next day, and I was like, I had to turn it off for a day or two because I felt, like, physically sick, man. Like, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. Well, and Ellie, like, sees it and then, like, throws up, and then, like, I don't know. The whole thing is super fucked up. Yeah. And the way um, you kill the dog is, like, you kill more than one dog in this game. But usually, like, you blow them up or something, and you're not, it's not as visceral yeah. as this particular one. So you knew that they were trying to make this one feel different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that happens. Um, backtracking a little bit, I thought the aquarium itself was super cool. How Owen yeah. had, it, like, set it all up with, like, the Christmas lights and all of the, yeah. like, just cool stuff in there. That was super cool. And I, I mean, you're, I've always felt, well, I felt kind of bad for him because he seems like he's trying to live a good life or like find a meaning for life outside of the fireflies, which no longer exist. And yeah, he's like trying to find purpose uh, and is desperately in love with Abby for some reason. <laughs> but like she's not into him because she's so obsessed with avenging her dad her. yeah 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 that's i don't know well and that's a theme because all right so 
Ellie or Abby and Lev at this point are out like going to get medicine or something, right? Or no, that's before. Yeah. Well, basically, so after Ellie kills Mel and Owen, you go back to the thing. The... It flashes back, and then you're no, it's... going. No, she's going. So Abby kill or Ellie kills Owen and Mel, and then she mm-hmm. goes back to the whatchamacallit, the theater where they're staying. Yeah, yeah. And then basically her and Jesse and Tommy are like, we gotta get Dina back to Jackson because she's not well. And, yeah. Uh, that's when you hear Abby burst in and she kill, shoots and kills Jesse and is about to do the same to Tommy and then boom. that It like stops there. And okay. then later yeah. switched over to abby like that's when the flashback occurs and you're playing it okay abby. playing when she was like out trying to find her dad in this zoo mm-hmm. and that you find out that abby's dad was the one that joel killed the doctor that was yeah going like the surgeon yeah so basically the game starts this manipulative role to try to get you to feel bad for Abby and understand her perspective. Yeah, like she lost her dad before or whatever. Now Ellie lost her, I guess, quote unquote, dad. Yeah. Um, but when Abby and when Abby and Lev are going to get that medicine, they take like these, this secret path or whatever that the Seraphites use to like avoid the WLF that goes yeah. through like the tops of these buildings. Yeah. And it's super cool, but. I, like, am afraid of heights in real life, like, really bad. And when we were going through parts of that, I was, like, legit getting, like, um, what do you call it? Like, vertigo, where you get, like, kind of dizzy and, like, feel sick, like, while I was playing the game. (laughs) Damn. So you actually could empathize with Abby, at least as far as that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, she is me when it comes to that. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do that, though. I would have just, like, crumbled up and, like, fallen off the thing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have a severe... Fear of heights, but even I think any person with any level of fear at all would be afraid of that, dude. That was pretty <laughs> fucked up shit. And they do end up falling through a hotel. Oh like, yeah, that's true. Glass ceiling into a pool. So <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's good there's reason a, to be afraid. Yeah, and there's a great interaction between Abby and Love later, where like Abby says something about. Oh, yeah, like when we fell through that roof or whatever, and Lev just goes, if it makes you feel any better, I thought we were dying, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't and remember she's like, that. that is and she's awesome. like, no, it doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after we take over as Abby, I guess you start at this WLF camp, which is basically, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks football stadium it is yeah yeah basically manipulate you into thinking that oh these people are just normal humans also which they are uh but you're first introduced to like abby and her friend manny who was there he's the one that yell or before or after abby gives joel the final blow and kills him he spits on him and calls him pendejo which I yeah think is a bitch in uh spanish but you're trying to you're basically 
the game's trying to get you to realize that these people were humans too. You meet the dog that you viciously murdered. Yeah. Or just meant to think like, oh, it's just a nice little puppy. Like, how could you have killed it? Well, it was trying to tear my fucking throat out, so that's why I killed it. Like, uh, and then how does she end up running into Yara and Lev? I can't really remember that. Part. She gets oh, yeah. kidnapped by the Seraphites, and they're like hanging her, and she's yeah. like hanging by her neck, uh, and like Lev and her sister Yari or whatever are like oh. running away from other Seraphites. And then they, like, see her and kill the one person. And that's super fucked up, too, because you're, like, first-person perspective, like, getting hanged. And then people are like, should we cut him down? And I'm like, cut me down! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It does definitely do a good job of building suspense. Like, you know that they're probably going to cut Abby down. But, like, you're like, she's fucking dying here. Like, you might be cut down. Yeah, and Abby does save their life by... Like grabbing the one with her legs, so yeah, and they're basically in a way, yeah, that's how yeah, that's what they do. They hang you and then they cut your belly open. (laughs) Just fucked up, dude. Mm -hmm. God damn. But this is the scene in E3, I think, or maybe it was a Paris Games Week. I can't remember, but it was a couple years ago that we saw one. Yeah, and this is the one where people were like, "This game is too brutal." And it is in some regards, like in a lot of ways, yeah. So there, they yell "clipper wings" and basically smash Yara's arm, and then Abby tries to. They find like a a trailer park, kind of, and Abby tries to set her arm like in a sling, yeah, whatever. And like, I'm a pharmacist, not like a medical doctor, but. I was pretty sure that wasn't going to work because they fucking <laughs> smashed her arm. Her elbow. I they don't... smashed her elbow with like a hammer. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, no, that's not going to work. So, Mm-mm. yeah. Um, so then that gets to the part where they're trying to find medicine for Yara. Or no, they, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, Mel and Owen are like going to perform surgery on her or whatever. And they have to go get the medicine. Cause she has compartment syndrome and yeah uh, yeah she'll die or whatever if she if they don't amputate and in order so they to get do... the medicine and they save that girl and i forget exactly what happens there but then we're moved well, on to if... what oh they save yara you mean yeah they save her whatever and then the like the first time you go into the aquarium with ellie you see like the blood on the operating table and stuff, and then you don't really know what happens, but then later on you get the answers for that. It was oh, like yeah. Yari surgery. I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because you're like, shit, went down here. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was like the flashback, the other flashback when you're Abby um, with her and Owen playing by the aquarium, or not playing, but like, basically whatever with yeah. each other they're presumably yeah. dating at this point and owen wants to skip training and just stay there and like have fun and abby is so dedicated to this mission of going to kill joel because this flashback takes place before they do that um mm-hmm. that she is so focused on this one mission of getting vengeance that she basically her relationship with owen deteriorates to 
nothing or just yeah, a like or whatever. And not barely even a friendship. It's like acquaintances that used to be friends. <laughs> yeah. And then so he goes and starts dating Mel, which whatever. And then uh, which part is it where like the there's the sex scene? Like Abby, goes that's and... I. Th- I think that's current time because they like Owen's like I'm gonna leave to Santa Barbara. I'm gonna oh, show you right. something, and then he shows her the shit, the the boat, and then they like bang in the boat, which is yeah. actually pretty hot. And then it's <laughs> like guess. he's cheating on Mel though. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, dude. And like, I kind of felt bad for Owen, like because he obviously is pining for Abby and but is trying to move on. But then she like. Then he bangs her and pretty much loses any redeemable qualities at that point in time because his fucking girlfriend is pregnant. He's cheating on her with Abby. The one thing I did like uh, was when Mel and uh, they're all in the aquarium, right? This is after they cut off Yara's arm and they can't find Lev, I think. And Mm -hmm. uh, right before that, Mel and Abby have a conversation and Mel's like, I'm going to Santa Barbara with Owen. And Abby's like, Oh, you are. And she's like, yeah, unless you're coming. And yeah, like the exchange word. And Mel goes, Abby, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Abby is a piece of shit. Like she She basically lost Owen, like trying to finish this mission that she needs to have vengeance on her father's death. And, then fucks him in a boat when he's gotten his girlfriend pregnant. Like it's true. He is a shitty person. So I can see why she feels the need to redeem herself. And also like banging him in that boat kind of like brings him back into her circle, which then gets her and his pregnant girlfriend murdered like a half a day later. Right. Yeah. So she basically, caused everyone to get murdered in this whole scenario <laughs> the part where they kill manny man is fucked up they're chasing after tommy who's like a dead-eye sniper apparently oh my god yeah that was intense like you're getting shot at by tommy and it's like yeah <laughs> it's like oh you gotta hide, gotta miss, hide. Man. no he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was cool but then you're about to like go around and try to flank him and Manny's like, go through this door. And then Manny's head basically blows up because Tommy's yeah. like around the corner and shoots him. Yeah. Uh, which another guy, I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Like, mm-hmm. and only because of that scene after Joel is dead, he spits on him and calls him a fucking name. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. The only people I think in this game that didn't really deserve death are, well, Lev, Yara, Dina. And like Owen and Mel, like everyone else can. Well, Jesse and Jesse Jesse gets caught up in it. Right. And his death is sudden, too. So I guess that's because we had just talked about that. Right. And then we flash back to the medicine. So then I guess now we're kind of back where Abby's confronting Ellie. Right. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Abby eventually finds that. Or Ellie has killed Owen and Mel and finds out where she's hidden somehow. Oh, I think Ellie leaves the map because she's probably so distraught that she just killed a pregnant woman that she left it behind, I'm guessing. So Abby finds out they're hidden at the theater and goes after him. And then 
I can't even remember how Ellie gets out of that situation. Uh, but basically you're still Abby pursuing Ellie and, uh, you fall. It's, there's a lot of gameplay things. You like fall through the ceiling and again, <laughs> and fuck, man, it's brutal. Like Abby basically sequesters Ellie and breaks her arm and has a knife at Dina's throat when, uh, Lev is like Abby and that's her parts fucked up when Ellie's like she's pregnant and Abby says good yeah then they leave and then you're taken over to where Abby and Dina have like a farmhouse Ellie and Dina well no 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 you fight though like you you get in a fist fight with Ellie like Ellie and Abby fight each other right in the theater don't they yeah they do and it's like a super brutal fight that like yep. takes way too long. <laughs> it does. And uh, like that one and the final fight in Santa Barbara. Yeah. I was just like, I don't want to be doing any of this. Like this right. all sucks and I don't like it. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. So then that brings us back to where the game should have ended. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause yep. like Dina and Ellie, I forget the baby's name, but they're okay. like, yeah, JJ. They're, like, living happily ever after in the farmhouse that Dina, like, had uh, told Ellie earlier in the game, like, that she dreamt of living in one day. And there's, like, that super cool scene where you, like, go sit on the tractor with the baby, and Ellie's, yeah. like, singing to her and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, looking into the sunset, and everything's, like, nice and peaceful. And then Ellie's gotta go fucking ruin it. Actually, Tommy kind of ruins it by, like, yeah, showing Tommy up. Yeah, with, like, his, like, gimp old man, like... I don't know, I've been shot in the head, but I'm somehow alive. Yeah, like, and his legs all fucked up. Yeah, because he can't, like, I don't know. So he, so he's too injured to go after Abby on his own, but he had, like, stumbled upon some information with somebody who had, like, made trades with Abby, who was, like, on her way to Santa Barbara. And Ellie's, like, basically she wakes up in the middle of the night, like, can't sleep because of her, I guess, guilt for not avenging Joel or something. Yeah. And she just can't let it go, man. Yeah. Despite the fact her life is more or less not perfect. I mean, but perfect for the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. I would say she's living a pretty good life, dude. I don't think it gets better than that. <laughs> yeah. But it's she... like a Montana wilderness ranch house. like. <laughs> yeah. But she keeps having flashbacks of Joel's like bloody head on the mm-hmm. whatever, and it's. I mean, I don't know, man. I. Anyway, she decides to go and basically. Yeah, and, and Dina basically says like, if you go, then like we won't be here when you get back, and then Ellie's like, that's up to you, <laughs> which yeah. I'm kind of like, no, Ellie, it's oh, up to you. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. Uh, <laughs> But the, the look on her face when Tommy is like starts to tell her like the information that he knows, you know? Yeah. Like, she looks like a child that's being like, you know, talked down to or like scolded basically. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I felt so bad for her in that scenario. Yeah. Um, and the and to- Tommy was laying on her. Yeah. Tommy did not need to do that at all. It's just like, I get it, like it's his brother or whatever, but yeah, and you grow up <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you got you shot in the that... face, man. <laughs> right, right. 
the shit's fucked you up enough, I think. And then you find that his marriage with Maria, they've pretty much separated now since, uh, because he's probably for the same fucking reason. Cause he's so obsessed with this vengeance bullshit. Yeah. So, I got the impression that he kind of just like turned into like a, like a drunken handicap, sour puss yeah. douchebag, like after he healed or whatever. <laughs> Tommy the sourpuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she should have called him that in the game. Tommy, you're being such a sourpuss. Do you know she should have said that? <laughs> That'd be that awesome. Funny. Uh, so yeah, then Ellie like goes off to Santa Barbara, and then that's when it cuts back to Abby and Lev, right? And you're like searching yep. through. You're just trying to find the fireflies because yeah. you found evidence that they're in Santa Barbara, and somebody told you some random fucking address that's supposed to be their base. And they do, in fact, find a radio and get it to work and contact who you are to believe are remnant fireflies. Mm -hmm. And on their way out of said house, they get knocked out and taken by the Rattlers, who is another group of miscreants. They're basically (laughs) just like, they're they're slavers, basically. Yeah. They're just like people who take other people as slaves and like make them work in their gardens and shit. Yeah. And uh, so then you take over as Ellie, who also gets starts to get captured by the same dudes. And Ellie is such a fucking badass, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I do love playing as Ellie. Like she is so much fun, man. Like uh, and she's so cool. She's such a fucking cool character. And that dude, when uh, they have that. Uh, what are they called? Clicker like chained up or whatever yeah they like use the the infected as almost like security they like have them yeah. chained there so like people can't get out and they're like if you misbehave they like throw you in the pool with the chained up clickers yeah which is pretty fucked up dude yeah it's super fucked up but that dude like gets freaked out because he uh almost gets bit by one and then ellie starts laughing and she's he's like what are you laughing at and she's like what did she call him? Something. But he gets freaked out or he gets pissed off and holds her like she's gonna, he's gonna like feed her to the clicker, which you find out he probably would have done because apparently that's what they do to people. Right. And she like turns the tables and throws him into the clicker and shoots the other dude and then takes off with her badass self to go find Abby. <laughs> yeah. There's also a cool mechanic in there where you can stealth around and like let, uh, like release the infected. Yeah. I could See, never like, did you get that to work at all. A couple times, I like would go up and like let let one go, and then it would go like attack somebody, and it was mostly a distraction. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point I had lost any motivation to keep going because I'm at like 35 hours at this point, and I'm <laughs> yeah. just like I want it to be done, so I'm just killing everything as quickly as humanly possible <laughs> to finish the game. Uh, but you make it through this rattler camp. Find out Abby's basically being uh, crucified. Yeah, they call him the like the spires or something. Yeah, on the yeah something like that. But it's basically crucifixion without the nails. Yeah, they tie him up uh, to just like starve to death or whatever. Probably basically water. But yeah, yeah. Um, And Ellie cuts her and Lev down. Yeah, so she saves Lev, Lev, and Abby. And then for like a second, you're on the same team. Yeah. 
And I kept thinking somebody's going to fucking sneak up and kill Ellie or something. Yeah. Not Ellie. She, like, helps him get Lev in the boat. And then Abby's about to take off. And she's like, I can't let you leave. Mm-hmm. And threatens to kill Lev unless Abby fights her. Yeah, Abby's, Abby won't fight her. And then she put like points her gun at Lev and was like, fight me. This is like the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Because at, at this point, I'm on a mission that I don't want to be on either. Like, I'm against yeah. Ellie's decision 100% at this point, And their yeah. game's making me do this. And then she does that on top of it. So, and then, like you had alluded to earlier, you get into this, like, super brutal fight. Yeah. And it she ends up biting off two of Ellie's fingers, Abby does. And it should be pointed out, Ellie, Abby is, like completely emaciated at this point yeah like has been hanging out like well she's been a slave so the like man killer brute that she was before is no longer yeah she's skinny her arms are skinny now so uh but she manages to bite off ellie's fingers which is saying something i guess it's pretty fucked up it's really nasty (laughs) yeah one thing i will know but then it finally ends like she's about to drown. Ellie is about to drown Abby mm-hmm. and Ellie has her first like flashback. And by this, I mean non playable flashback, but just like a flash image on the screen. It's the first image that you, she gets. It's a flashback to Joel playing guitar on the porch rather than his bloody beaten corpse in front of her. Yeah. And that's what causes her to stop. Yeah, she just kind of like slumps and 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 stops drowning Abby. Yeah, and just kind of like I can't remember if there's a word exchange or not. I think Abby just like gets up and goes. Yeah, and then Ellie's just kind of sitting there for a while, like in. And I was like, "Get up, dude! There's slavers like, yeah, behind you." <laughs> yeah, it did that thing where it kind of like slightly, slowly zooms in on her, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, somebody's going to fucking come from the side and knock her out. And I'm going to have to play this game for another nine hours. I just know. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily, it finally ends. And uh, you're taken after or during credits and stuff. Well, no, then she goes back to the farm, right? Yeah, she goes back to the farm and she finds the entire house is like dark and empty. And there's a room where like... I assume it was like Ellie's like arts and craft room or something where all of Ellie's belongings are. And she picks up the guitar and tries to play the song that like Joel taught her at the beginning. And she can't do it because she's missing the two fingers and can't like make the chords. Yeah. Which is like symbolic in, in a lot of ways. And one obvious one is like, that's like, she's lost like kind of her, connection to joel and like the way that she had been kind of keeping him alive right yeah um and that's completely cut off and then another thing that and i don't know if i'm just making this up but i thought it was pretty symbolic that the two fingers that got cut off were her her pinky finger which is also like your baby finger right and then her ring finger which is like your love finger and i thought that was kind of like representative of like dina and the baby being gone yeah as well think about that but that's a good point yeah so she's lost not only dina and the baby but also like her ability to play the song that kept joel alive which is just fucking sad <laughs> yeah man and then she like basically just puts down the guitar and walks into the forest and yep then i think 
is that the point where you finally get the at some point you get the scene that they showed at E3 with the dance and Gina and Ellie's first kiss and um, Hank or whatever the dude's name is calling Ellie a dyke or something yep. homophobic. And then you see Joel the whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see Joel and Ellie uh, where she goes over to Joel's house and talks to him after this dance scene. And that's their what seems like their reconciliation or at least when they're starting. Yeah, she she like doesn't forgive him, but like alludes to the possibility of forgiving him. We're like working on forgiving him. Basically saying I'd like to try. Yeah, yeah, I think she actually does say exactly that. Yeah. And then that so that the end of the game is when you find out that their reconciliation is going to start basically the day before joel gets killed Mm -hmm. so it's i don't know man like i said this game is heartbreaking dude like in so many ways and it just makes me sad yeah and it keeps breaking your heart it's like oh you thought that was sad wait till this (laughs) yeah and um now i just kind of wanted to cover like random game things that we mm -hmm liked or didn't like real quickly i know we've been going for a little bit longer oh yeah no i'm fine uh was there anything that stood out to you that you really liked or didn't like or i really liked lev which i wasn't expecting um also just the ability for naughty dog to have companions that aren't annoying and like don't get in your way and they're not like a burden for as a game mechanic is pretty impressive. Yeah. I, that's a good point, man. Uh, the companions in last of us part two, you know, they would, you'd have an NPC, like an enemy NPC, like walk by your companion and just completely not recognize them, you know, yeah. <laughs> cause it was like the PlayStation three days. And that still happens sometimes on this generation. But what they did a really good job of is your companion, not only being helpful, but not putting in those same situations where it would cause like ludo narrative dissonance is the best term I can think of to describe it, where it's like kind of takes you out of the moment. You're like, obviously they would have seen that character there and yeah. shot them, but they just kind of ignored them. Your companion does a good job of like staying out of the way. And if anything, they're actually helpful. Mm-hmm. And you can do those like duo takedowns where like, if you go to silently assassinate someone, they'll like automatically assassinate the other one that's standing there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. If there's like two for sure, especially towards the beginning when they're teaching you like those, mm-hmm. like how to sneak up and do that kind of shit. The, what did you think about the diversity and gameplay between Abby and Ellie? I thought it was pretty good. The difference. I actually really liked the gun modding in this game. Like, they made yeah. you feel like you were actually, like, at a gun table, like, working on... Like, and then it shows her, like, replacing parts, and she, like, yeah. breaks down the gun and, like, puts things on it and puts it back together and stuff, which I thought was pretty realistic. Absolutely, man. That looked really cool. And, like, both characters knew what the fuck they were doing with a weapon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're basically yeah. guns. And then there's that one, dude, where you're fucking... You know, you're in that apartment building and you can't open one of the doors and then you find a workbench in there and you turn it on and you start fucking fixing your weapon and somebody comes and fucking attacks you. Yeah, that one. Oh, man. So everyone after that, I was like, <laughs> something, I was like, where can I plant these? Because uh, Ellie got... has those little bombs, those little like 
mines. Yeah. You know, so every time I came across a workbench from then on, I would find two places to put mines <laughs> around me so that if anybody came after me, their ass blew up. That's funny. And I do want to find, I do want to play the game again to that point, at least to see if that tactic works or if it makes. If it's like a cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was, um, but yeah, the, like the other thing I thought was pretty cool was I think Abby had, it was the (laughs) flamethrower. Oh yeah. And you could really like do some damage with that. I, I liked, um, what were the new monsters? Uh, uh shamblers shamblers yep. yep you could like basically unload an entire like canister of flame on it and it would like die but it would like struggle to die it was just like such a cool like oh my god there's this giant shambler like <laughs> yeah yep exactly and uh there's that part where it basically turns into a resident evil game and i know a lot of people uh kind of compared it to that but it's so adequate for the monster that you encounter in the hospital you know, oh that like giant weird one basement yeah yeah and they don't like, they don't ever they don't ever give that a name do they, they it's just like a weird like, but that thing that was the i turned the difficulty down finally man because i kept dying uh very frequently and this game for a ps4 game man like the load times were negligible for the most part so you basically die and you find yourself back in the game pretty quickly yeah that thing killed me a bunch of times too yeah i can't remember how i eventually took it out but i think i just like kept running around and like i don't even remember but the arrows were really the arrows worked really well in that game too yeah i bet there's a tactic to beat that boss that i just don't know of i think i just basically turned the difficulty down and then reached a checkpoint within the boss fight enough times to where it finally died yeah (laughs) Uh, certainly wasn't due to my skill as a gamer i can tell you that no that thing was disgusting though it was like a bunch of uh infected things that had like melded together (laughs) shield together into one thing and then when one falls off what happens oh that one comes back to life so then you're fighting one small one and the other congealed ones Uh uh-huh yeah, that was fucked up. Because that was, was in the ho- it was in the Seattle hospital, right? Where it was yeah. supposedly like ground zero for the city. It was like re- before they realized there was like a horrible virus. Yeah. Like they brought everyone there. <laughs> so then you're thinking like you have to unlock these doors, which are hold some clickers and stuff, which have presumably been there for decades. Yeah, like that are healthcare workers or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And all those doors were just, like, that whole area was just disgusting. Like, everything was covered in, like, the weird fungi shit. And... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was cool, though. I, yeah. I liked that part from, like, like you said, it was ground zero. It was really neat to see uh, what people were talking about and how they were just kind of oblivious to actually what was happening, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, you get some, like, personal stories, too, from, like, the stuff you read in there, like... I don't know why we're in here still. Like, they won't let us yeah. out. Blah, blah, blah. Can I see my wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing, I did think, not only was the game too long, because you basically were only halfway through when you took over as Abby, which I did not anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think they could have 
shortened Ellie's section. There's, I mean, make one less character that she has to chase after, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was like a long period of just nothing really happening other than like just going and killing basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you get, when Shimmer dies, you basically find out where this girl Leah was mm-hmm. and then you go find her. And then after that, you got to go find somebody. You got to go to the hospital and find Nora. And it's just like, there's just too much, man. Yeah. Maybe they could have got rid of the TV station. Yeah. I think very easily they could have done that. And when you take over as Abby, I get what they were trying to do, but I don't think we needed to play that entire thing. And, but also like you had mentioned earlier, the part with Lev and Yara is, uh, one of the most important parts of the game, and those are two of the most likable characters in the yeah. game. Yeah, um, and that happens on Abby's yeah. play. Maybe just make it get there a little bit faster. I just, games are too long, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, I read so an article much. about how they cut out an entire, like, adventure of Ellie going to the Sephirate Island. So oh, you really? can thank them for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they probably cut like 10 hours out or something or five hours out of her going to the Sephirites and having to fight them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been definitely over the edge. I think as somebody who just plays a lot of games, I get it. If you only play, you know, maybe somebody only plays three games a year, you mm-hmm. know, so you probably want the bang for your buck maybe. But I just think 20 to 25 hours is more than enough for a story driven game, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, I can agree. Um, the other part that I had talked about and put in the notes here was going over, like, Uncharted games do this too, and it drives me nuts. When you have a choice between going left or right or going to one area or another, and you pick one, and picking that way precludes you from going back to the other one. So then if there was a collectible back there as a trophy whore, I it drives me nuts. <laughs> when I cannot go back to get the thing. And to this game's credit, it has a very good checkpointing system where your checkpoints are very frequent. So if you die, it starts you like right before where you died. You don't yeah. have to go way back. But the bad thing about that is if you take a right and that continues the story and forbids you to go back, when you go to restart the checkpoint, the checkpoint is where you are. You So you cannot go back. And there's no fucking chapter select once <laughs> in New Game Plus that I'm aware of. Maybe I should look a little bit closer before saying that definitively, but uh, I didn't see any. So basically, I have to go through the entire game all over again to get anything I missed. And I that drives me nuts, man. <laughs> I know that's not everybody out there. But yeah, that's not a yeah. problem for me because I'm not going to play this game again. It. Yeah it did enough psychological damage to me the first time. I don't want to go back. (laughs) So overall, would you say that you like the game or I can't say that I like the game. I can say that (laughs) I can say that it's really perfectly made and the combat is great. And when I'm fighting, like my palms get sweaty and my heart races and I feel, you know, accomplished when I win and stuff, but I wasn't satisfied by the ending. If anything, I was just mad at Ellie. I was like, yeah. I was just not even mad. I'm disappointed in Ellie. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's a sign of a good story-based game when it can make you feel yeah. those emotions so strongly. You know, so I, I guess mean? because I completely agree. 
Yeah, maybe don't ask me if I like the game. Ask me if I recommend the game. Because I definitely yeah. recommend the game, but I don't know if I like the game. <laughs> it's like the opposite of uh, fucking Death Stranding, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I liked it, but I don't know that I'd recommend it. Yeah, so it is. It's like the opposite. Yeah. It's like, I didn't like it, but I'd recommend playing it's it. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you're right, like, the, it's impeccable, man. Hey, moving on to Ghost of Tsushima from now, like... Just noticing the areas in technicality, which in which uh, The Last of Us Part Two is much better than Ghost of Tsushima, and that's not a knock on Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is a beautiful game, but mm. like, for instance, like his sword, you can like it does that thing where it goes through his robe or whatever. And I just like killed a guy, and his head was like you couldn't see his head. It Dude, was really, I just like, did a thing where. I like did my move because I got one of those like mythical moves and I did that move and it like brought me like through the character but then it like glitched me under a cart that was like also <laughs> under a, a garage stall so I like my gin like squeezed under the cart and then under like a two inch slot beneath the wood in the ground and like popped out the other side. <laughs> and I was nice. like, well, I guess, Hey, it didn't get stuck under the cart. Cause I thought I was going to be stuck under the cart for a minute. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, you it's won't find any of that shit in the last of us part two, or at least no. I... And we played it right at launch and it ran flawlessly. There was yeah. no huge, I mean, there, I'm sure there were updates, but there wasn't like, Oh, we need to patch this thing to get it going. Right. It just worked perfectly. Yeah, so at least for me, I heard of a couple people getting crashes on it, but whatever. Yeah. Well, it's one thing if it crashes; it's another thing if it's a technicality that like ruins your immersion in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's one thing with Ghost of Tsushima when that shit happens, uh, you definitely are. Oh, I'm playing a video game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The Last of Us did not have that. Like you, you were immersed in that story the entire time. So yeah. I'm with you. I don't know that I'd say I'd like it, but I would recommend playing it. So, With that, AJ, you got anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think I made all of my little points that I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all we got to say about The Last of Us Part 2. I'm sure there's something that we forgot about, but we're forgetting about it, so we don't know right now. <laughs> but, uh, hit us up at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter or Email us at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com if you have any comments or questions or um, want to tell us we're idiots for what we think about The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, yeah, do it. Otherwise, you can hit me up on the Twitterverse at Johnny Samsonite. You can find AJ at... Uh, you can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E. Give me a follow. Yeah. And with that, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Yay, bye. <laughs>